Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we got a nice episode for you here today, folks. A brand new ep uh, brand new episode, it feels like, but it's actually an installment, I guess they would call it, mm -hmm. in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Ant-Man and the Lost, Quantumania. Uh... Yeah, man, it, we're about a week and a half out from this movie, which is, I think, going to be the general expectation now that we have kids. <laughs> yeah, sorry about it. Not sorry. Uh, but, you know, I'm kind of glad that we waited until after opening weekend. Uh, Frank, what are, what are your initial thoughts, man? Yeah, uh, well, it's funny because I, I actually had tickets uh, to go and see it opening weekend because it was the three-day weekend. I had tickets for Sunday, and I was sick. But, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it sucked. And right. I was sick for five days. Um, bummer, bro. Yeah, bummer. bummer. So I ended up going on Saturday, and so, like, I knew I wanted to see it in IMAX. And then the timing of it ended up being, uh, well, this is an IMAX 3D screening. I'm like, okay. I mean, I didn't really want to see it in 3D, but I did. And let me tell you, <laughs> after Avatar The Way of the Water... This 3D sucked. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, listen, I was very skeptical about the 3D. I really, I don't have, my local theater doesn't have a Limax. It has this thing called Titan Lux, mm -hmm. and it's actually really nice. Uh, but it would have been the 9 o'clock showing, and I would have been dead. Yeah. So I just went regular, regular, which I very rarely do. Wow. Because I like to do the big screen. Mm -hmm. um, but I sat up front, and yeah, man, I... Uh, I think I think this movie, I liked this movie a lot more than Thor four, and I like this movie a shit ton better than Doctor Strange two. Um, yeah, I think for I, me, I think I agree with you. Um, and I, I think what was hard is like like you said, we're we're going in a week later, and we know what the reviews are saying, we know what the general buzz is, the Rotten Tomato score, blah 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 blah, and so our expectations are like way down. And definitely. I, and I, I feel like I, I was like, I don't know what to expect. And I was like, throughout the movie, I'm like, this is pretty great. Like, there's a lot to like here. There's there are things that we'll, I'm sure we'll complain about and we'll talk about. But like for I just think Paul Rudd being handsome and charming, you yeah. can never underestimate how far that goes. Right. <laughs> like he can just be handsome and charming. And that's ninety percent of a movie. And, and and it's fine. And Jonathan Majors, like, well, you know, like, I, I think, listen, man, you know, he has a lot of work to do and and there's a lot going on. And, and you know, obviously we're seeing all the machinations playing out, uh, you know, over social media of, you know, where he's coming up next. What's the next play? And then the post credit scenes. But I think I think I was OK. I was whelmed by his performance. I was overwhelmed by how much I love Paul Rudd. Hmm. You know, I, I think he to me spider-man the tom holland he's a little too young for me to relate with anymore sure so i feel like i really can identify with where scott lang's ant-man is at this point in his life yeah he's got a kid he's you know he's done really well you know after saving the universe i uh, i was excited to see yeah of course <laughs> i i was excited to see his where they were going to take his place in the world and i think that without a single avengers cameo this movie felt more like an avengers movie than either the other two 
like I, I I don't know. I think that this movie felt big in a way that Ant Man and the Wasp felt super small. Yeah, so I uh, I rewatched them both because that's I, what you do. That's what you like to do. Well, it, yes, but I like I had the idea, and I'm like I don't know if I'm gonna get around to it. But then once I got delayed, sure by the, by the sickness, uh, you had some time on your hands. And, and I went to Brooklyn last week, so I had a lot of time on the train. Sure. Um, so I watched them, um, and you know I like those movies, and I think my quibble with Quantumania is that. Um, this one isn't uh, like it has humor and it's lighthearted and beat, but like, oh god, how I miss Michael Pena, and like all that True. stuff, and like, um, yeah, like Ant-Man and the Wasp is like a fine sequel, but it's not like I think this hmm, the first one's great, but also is so different and it it's so small. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that th- there exists in this universe a trilogy of Ant-Man movies. Like, to to, <laughs> to, to tell us in 20, 2008 and been like, okay, guys, don't worry. There's going to be a trilogy of Ant-Man movies. We'd be like, Ant-Man? Right. Well, you know, especially with the whole, like, Edgar Wright of it all. Like, Sure, that, that goes we, on for so long. Yeah, they think that everything's going to just fall apart. Totally. And li- listen... I like I like the first Ant Man and and I think I think the the first Ant Man holds up and it was the first time where the MCU had a palate cleanser oh, and it was a perfect palate cleanser where literally we were coming off of the low point of Age of Ultron going right into still in the middle of the summer to Ant Man which is light and funny. And was moving the universe along again, you know, even after, even after your, uh, your phase one, like they were, they were, he was a nice character for them to include and to use. And I think, you know, before they locked down Mm Spider-Man, I definitely could have imagined them going to Paul Rudd and Ant-Man for more stuff. That's a good point. I mean, because when, when this came out, it was no done deal because he came out in, in Civil War, which that's the other thing. It's like Scott Lang in Civil War and in Endgame. It's like, oh, yeah, man, he makes those movies. I thought about rewatching those. I'm like, ah, it's too much. <laughs> it's way too much. It's six hours. It's like, but the the other idea that I think I have from this, which is like really sad, is for a movie that's called Ant-Man and the Wasp. There's no wasp. And oh, this it, one, yeah. 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 And it's hard to tell if... And I, and I don't mean to be like to, to go full political crazy on this, but like it almost feels like a political reaction to like Evangeline Lilly's COVID shit. Yeah. <laughs> that like they literally made her into the total opposite of like the kind of person that she portrays herself to be mm. this like neoliberal crazy business lady. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had seen on TikTok a couple of days ago, some a creator was talking about how Hope Van Dyne is a completely made up character. Right, that like she's not a comic canonical character in the way that Janet Von Dyne is, and she's amazing, super important Avenger. Exactly. Yeah, I mean they they needed to because they wanted to do Ant Man and the Wasp, which was traditionally Hank Pym and, and Janet like sure yeah, in, the, in the comics, and Scott Lang like came down way later. I I think Hope, she probably exists, but not in the same way. Not in the same. Not right. Not in the same way. So, I think that, you know. This movie could have benefited from 
her having an arc. Any any <laughs> arc. I think that, you know, the other two movies work so well because while, you know, uh, Paul Rudd is dancing and smiling around, uh, she's got shit going on. Well, and I was texting with uh, Andrew Badgett about this because the first movie, I've obviously Scott, but it's very much a um, Hank and Hope movie. Right. With, with Darren kind of in there. And then the second one, um, like Janet comes back, and so it's like oh, that's arguably a- she could be the wasp in the title Ant Man and the Wasp because she th- she's a big plot point. Uh, yeah, or it could, or it could even be Hank and could uh, be could be yeah. Well, I, I think that's be. the thing that I love about the way they do the billing. It's like and Michael Douglas as Doctor Hank Pym. It's not yeah, even just like I'm just he's like I'm Hank Pym, motherfuckers. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this one, honestly, so there are a couple of things that I wonder about if they rewrote the script. Um, and partially I do think it's around Hope's character. Cause yeah, she really, she's just, she's just a sidekick. Like she's so sidekick and, but she also doesn't have an arc. Like, like she's had a good, she's had reason to be there and advocacy in all the last two movies. Yeah. And conflict with all the characters, where in this movie, like... She's just along she, for the ride. She's just along for the ride. And yes, you can you can Princess Leia that, but you have to have those scenes of Princess Leia and Han Solo dealing with shit together. Well, even even their relationship, like... Yeah, they, they you have to a, show them to... You have to show them together doing stuff on right. a date. They, they make such a big deal of, like, you know, the first movie, are, well, they won't they? The second one, like, yeah, they're kind of not than they are and then you know he comes back and and then this the beginning of the movie sets them up as like they're a couple he comes and he brings them dinner they hang out on the fucking bridge and like oh you came back for me like you forget the entire movie that there's even any sort of emotional because again this is a movie where they split up the team which they had to do because there's so many characters but yeah (sighs) yes uh you know but uh, but but again yeah it's so focused on like Scott's so focused on rescuing Cassie that he's not worried about hope, which he doesn't need to be worried about hope, but she keeps saying, we have to get Scott. We have to get Scott. We have to get Scott. Like, which is a good relationship. Yeah. It's just like, what, but, but why? Like what, like if, if I lost him, I don't know what I would do with my life. You know, like that kind of like drama. Uh, Okay. Um, So let's move on to some other people who are problematic in this movie. Michelle Pfeiffer. Whoa. So I think Michelle Pfeiffer is great. But I don't think the logic of the character is sound. So, like, she comes home and, like, they literally put uh, Scott Lang in the quantum field or whatever. The quantum, what are we calling this again? The, qu- the quantum tunnel. We put him in the quantum tunnel. Not worried about Kang. Not worried about Kang at all. No mention of Kang. Not worried about it. This comes up. We're immediate. We're going immediately to this is the worst idea ever. This is bad. It's also would have been developed over time. Mm. So it, it does like to me, like I, her, her, I don't her mystery of like, yeah. yeah, like, why didn't you tell me this? So well, you didn't tell me anything like, <sighs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that the scene with Bill Murray is like, it's weird in and of itself. Uh, but I, I think that there was like, a, there was like stuff cut out of this movie to make a better movie. Mm. But, like, those deleted scenes had plot. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. But also, well, all the, the, we, the, we, well, go, go ahead. ahead, go, please. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say that one of the most frustrating things about movies and television is when a character um, holds back plot because of plot. Like, they don't want to tell them because they, they, they can't it's not reveal time. It. It, Yeah, it's not time to re- reveal that yet. It's like, we're on this ship and we're waiting and there's all this time. Like, fucking talk. <laughs> Yeah, um, I'm trying to protect you. Listen, Michelle Pfeiffer is great. The de aging technology in this movie is wild. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I wish that I wish that the that her logic that would have helped. Uh, Hope's story, event or Evangeline Lily, I think is her name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so like it just would have made everything better. I'm okay with you. You just use Hank Pym and Michael Douglas as comedy relief. Comedic relief. He's great. Yeah, he does great. I don't think that he needs anything else. Well, I mean, and, maybe. and now we got to talk. And now we got to talk about stature or who's coming up. Cassie. Well, yeah. Well, the only thing I'll say about Hank Pym is that he's another one that kind of gets sidelined in this movie as it becomes just comic relief to the point of like you have all these characters and you're like. Somebody, he also it, saves the day, though. He does save the day, but I also was like, somebody's gonna die, and nobody yeah, died. That's true. And he so was. You, you he think was either due. Hank or or or, uh, or Hope or Janet could have died, in my opinion, but no. Um, obviously, twenty something minutes in, guys, we're talking spoilers on this. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, okay, let's talk about spoilers, Cassie. Um, yeah, let's talk about Cassie. So recast from Endgame. Yeah, fine. Whatever. That girl's forgettable. Are they going to go back and Frank Costanza, uh, her special edition, her into the old movie? No, <laughs> I don't. I think that they should do that for Marvel. That's all attainable. All the actors are available. They they do it on the volume. Like that's. I, I think to me, they should be they should be doing that. If I was Kevin Feige, I would be in charge of doing that. And I'm not saying you go back and you reshoot Incredible Hulk with Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> That's, that's that's crazy. But I'm saying, like, if you could go, like, you go back and you do the small recast where it wouldn't cost that much money, a day of shooting, maybe. You go fill in some blanks here and there. Like, change that girl in Captain America, who's also Peter Quill's mom. Uh, change. Um, do you take out Terrence Howard? No, you don't take out Terrence Howard. You keep Terrence Howard in as a reminder, as a reminder that of what we could have had. All right, and Robert Downey Jr.'s his his greed, because that's why, and like, and it's fucked because I think Terrence Howard is awesome in that movie. Yeah, and I love, and I and and but, I also but you also love Don Cheadle. So. I love Don Cheadle too, but I don't know. I uh, okay. no, they're not going to do no, it. No, it's no. a waste of time. Listen, <laughs> uh, she her character in this movie, um. I believe her as another Avenger. I, I, I got it. I bought into it. I liked her a lot of the kids. Um, I I think they should have gone with a different color than purple. That's a weird gripe. But we already have another purple person. The whole theming of that show was purple. We don't need more purple people. I'm done on the purple suits. No okay. more purple. I, I think she was fine. I found her a little bit grating at times. Um, I I don't didn't love the whole like damsel in distress thing, and it's like oh I've got to save the world and blah blah blah. Like 
Some of it was a little okay. Here's where I think there was another rewrite. And I think it was even in the trailers. Because the way that it's talked about, like, yeah, Scott and Kang kind of made a deal. But the way that they implied it was that he was going to get a second chance with Cassie. I thought there was a whole plot line of, like, he's going to go back in time and, like, relive his life, uh, you know, through, through before the blip and uh, before maybe even he went to prison and get all that time back. I thought that's what this was going to be about. That's cool. And we had a deal and like, but it ends up being just like, he's just trying to save her life, which mm. is way more boring because yeah. he has to save her life like three times. That's true. But I don't know. I like the way that they've made the Ant-Man character powers work with the Pym particles. I like that she's smart. I think that if we were j- like, I'm not saying I know kids crazily, but like I, I teach these these uh, Hebrew school kids, mm-hmm. and I feel like they relate to this character. Okay. Right. It's more on their level. Right. Well, yeah. It's like, hey, cool. It, you've got a suit, and guess what? I have a suit, and I'm gonna learn how to. You know, yeah. Do the punch. A, She's I think she's like a different level and and I'm I think they wrote her smart. I wish they'd given a little bit more of her time to uh, hope and her character, but that's fine. Yeah, because like uh, if you have her as being like the smart one of the Avengers, right, of the young yeah. Avengers, like that's that's cool because you've got like Miss Marvel is more like like a dreamer. You've got like who are the other young ones? We don't know. You got from- Kate. You got Kate Bishop. You got yeah, uh, Elena Belova. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have, you know, eventually Wiccan and, and Speed, Speed are, gonna are gonna come, come back. back. Yeah, she'll she'll be the she can. Well, and then there's Riri Williams. Like I, so you're gonna the, have the kid Hulk, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, uh, Scar. Scar. So um, yeah, that's fine. She'll you're be gonna good. have a, you're gonna have a lot going she'll, on. She'll be the Bruce Banner to the Riri Williams Iron Man. Yeah, like they, the, you need that the smarties, the smart, the smarts. Um, the other thing <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> um, oh fuck! I was gonna say something and I forgot it. We were talking about Cassie. Let's move on. <laughs> It'll come. So back. I think that okay. So I think that a lot has been said about this movie and the creature design and the visual effects. And in my opinion. They're not that bad. I liked the creature design. I think they're fucking cool. I thought they were inventive. I thought we, in the quantum realm, being able to leave any drop of reality behind and just, like, going in this crazy way totally worked and was awesome Mm -hmm. in a way that I started that movie Strange World a couple days ago. It's Uh, a Disney movie. Yeah. It's, like, it's very, very cool. But then I was arguing to myself about, like, okay, I would love this movie 10 times more if it had a crawl or if it had five minutes of explanation, exposition, mm. explaining where we are, mm-hmm. why everything looks like the way it is. Um, and then I was like fighting with myself because I was like, why do I need everything explained to you, Andrew? You shouldn't need that. You should be fine. You should, it's okay. It's a big deal. Because you love exposition. Because I love exposition. But the reality is that this movie had no exposition for these characters either. And I totally bought it and I didn't give a shit. Like, 
and the little guys that had like the little green that were like elements or whatever that was great and the little bug dude that was the bartender um the only thing that didn't make sense was the people and how they were breathing down there but I, I, you can't you can't I, I can't I can't do that all the time so yeah I mean there's what I was that say that doesn't make sense what I was gonna say before was the quantum realm right like yeah we've now we've been there in Ant-Man briefly Ant-Man and the Wasp and Endgame and it feels like the rules change every time yeah, totally. Um, and then in this movie. Um, and so I feel like their logic here is like, yeah, we use the quantum realm to get to this, like, almost small pocket universe. Like, that's the way that it was described. Like, oh, right. yeah. I, Janet was like, yeah, you, you, you got you didn't get through the barrier or blah, 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 whatever. So they get down there and there's this whole civilization. It's almost like. And the thing is, it's like it's just kind of going to like another planet is what it feels like. It, yeah. And so like that's fine. Yeah. But the the thing that pissed me off and I got mad at one moment in the theater it was it's the beat is supposed to be funny. It's kind of funny, except the context makes no sense because they as character, they shrink down. Right. All the way to the quantum realm. Right. But then when they're there, they can shrink and grow. So they have like a baseline which like I, that doesn't make sense right. and so now their technology they can keep shrinking they can keep keep shrinking blah 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 and then you have the the beat of scott and cassie of like we're so big isn't this crazy i love i want citrus but i'm like you can't even tell they're big they look normal because they're not like there's nothing behind them that you can say like oh this this look at how big the they scale. are the scale like there are other beats in the movie where Ant-Man looks big, but that moment it didn't. And it's like, wait, I did. I thought they were regular size. And then they shrink down and they look the same. It's that was a problem, but um, no, for sure. And, you know, from what it's from what has come out, uh, you know, in social media in the past couple of days, it seems to be that a lot of the visual effects team from for Marvel was working on Wakanda forever and not, not this. Mm. Which know? is strange because, well, I mean, I guess both have. But this is very heavy cgi yeah but the i think to me where the difference is made is that the end sequence of um wakanda forever uh you're gonna do outside mixed with you know probably volume stuff on that ship however they shot that mm. whereas this movie like they did it on a set yeah like the big fight it's a it's a couple guys fighting yeah <laughs> You know, like, that's cool, you know, and the rest of the other stuff, that's all just totally not blended. It's all cartoons or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So the, the other quip I have. Quip? Yes. Qualm. Qualm. Problem. Sure. Um, is Quibble. time. Yeah, time. The How long were they down there and what happened? Because, I mean, they came back and it's like. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a I am going to say that the Pym family would have had access to the Tony Stark time travel calculation, whereby which they could incorporate those two pieces of technology to make it so that as you traveled back and forth throughout the quantum realm, you would be uh, coming back and forth instantaneously. 
However, that all breaks down when you learn that Modok triggers the uh, beacon to turn back on, and he sucks them down there without their shrinking suits. It's all it's all crazy, man. It's all crazy. It's all crazy. And now we have to talk about Modok, which Modoc. I think to me worked. It worked. Maybe maybe I don't know enough Modok to be offended by it, but to me it was perfect. And I don't know how else you make that other than this weird thing which has be, to exist in this weird pocket universe. Yeah, it has to be this crazy like when well, you're talking about a giant head with Little, totally little body yeah and like part like machine like yeah it has to be the craziest thing and i feel like it's the kind of thing that they didn't plan for and they kind of had a really good like hey wait a second what if we you know like right like you assume that darren dies like because he just poof but it, it it's he looks ridiculous, but that's also part of it. And they know he looks ridiculous. I he think that works for. Ridiculous. I think that works for it. it exactly. Works, it works for it. The uncanny valley of the dolls thing, like that, it totally really works because it it it. it, it they're not going for real. No. So, like when you're abandoning and everything in that whole movie, when you're abandoning something that needs to be really or realistically represented in our world, like doesn't matter right and it doesn't matter that, that like if you try to logic it out like well he should just be dead like how did how yes did this he, should be, it's like, he should well, be totally also, dead like, quantum like shrinking doesn't exist so it doesn't matter like yeah maybe something crazy happened with uh, and it, it changed yeah. his dna we don't know nothing i um, think that his characterization was pretty spot on i think it was very funny that he was calling you know he wouldn't respond unless you called him modok i thought was that was a great bit yeah and uh, yeah, and the bit at the end where the it's bit like, at the end where it, it's so it's so tongue in cheek, you know, because it's like ma it's making fun of the idea that like every superhero movie in the MCU more or less in, ends with like, oh, well, now somebody's going to be an Avenger, you know, like. Right. Or, or like, you know, the when you have that that uh, heel face turn of like, oh, you're a good guy now. He sacrifices yeah, exactly. himself. And it's like thanks you're still an asshole but like we're gonna say you're you're fine as you're dying and oh spitting totally up. not even blo it was like come yeah. it was horrible uh i'm an i'm an expert i wrote a whole song about it um so okay so kang, kang. let's talk about kang a little bit so he's conquering shit um yeah man i think this movie i was expecting the cold open to be an explainer more on kang because you think about it this way, what the internet has thoroughly called this movie, and I don't, I know we haven't talked about this, and this was like I thought about texting everybody. This was like, this is in theory a Fantastic Four movie, right? With the Ant family subbed in, right? Okay. And that when you look at what they're trying to do with Kang, that makes significantly more sense. Mm-hmm. Now, this brings me to the crux of the argument, and we've already gone over, so we're gonna, only going to go over a little bit more, but here's the crux of the argument. We know Kang is coming back a couple of times. <laughs> uh, his presence looms large. He's not like Thanos where it's you know lurking and, and uh, twiddling thumbs in the background. He's actively involved in whatever the next step is going to be. He's working towards Armageddon. Mm -hmm. 
are we okay? And and are we all going to be all right with accepting the fact that Marvel movies are going to need to have movies like this where we're going to sacrifice some kind of realistic movie-based singular movie idea for a setup piece, right? Yeah. So, like, unfortunately, as much as I loved the experience of going and getting in my house and going to the movie, this movie does not exist on its own. It, it doesn't. It can't. It can't. So, with all that being said, is that, were you satisfied with the Kang you got this time? Yeah. I mean, like... First of all, like I said, Jonathan Majors, he he's like magnetic. Just watching. He's an him. amazing. He's an incredible actor. And they got he's such an incredible a, actor. Yeah, uh, such a struck gold with him, and to have him like coming up in so many more projects, you're like, you just want to see more. Um, it's. Uh, I was also saying. The fact that he's a human character, not a CGI character, you can relate to him so much more. Um, I want, I agree with you. I wish there was more background on him because we're like, we understand and we learn a little bit that he's from the future. He's got amazing technology and he sees time uh, or outside of time. He know he can. Time is a flatness. Yeah. So like, right. But, and he, and, and he's been exiled there and we learned that he's been exiled there by the other Kangs. And, which is great. And, and and if you watched Loki, you have He Who Remains, which teased this up, too. It's a little hard to like, wrap your head around all the... But yes, it's it's very much like he's great in this movie. All the, the, the back and forth between them, uh, him as a villain for this movie is great. But you do have a little bit of a... And that's why it's at the end, Kang will return, right? Like it, it's about him now. Totally, totally. And uh, you know, to me, I think uh, the ending of this movie doesn't set up our hero that we love so much in this movie up for an, a fun time in his next movie. Mm. Um, but what <sighs> my, if I was going to rewrite this movie, I wouldn't have made it such a clear winner loser situation. All right. I think I would have made it be more like at the end climactic battle after uh, the ants have taken Kang, you know, and we're up in the tower or whatever. We're about to go. We're about to get out of here. We know we can get out of here. Then I would pop in with the council of Kangs showing him this other guy getting like sucked up. Mm hmm. Right. And then you're able to see like, oh, shit. And then our the ant family can see like, oh, the threat is not over. Like, we're still going on. Can we pick up their signal? What's going on? And then another Kang comes and shows up and tries to get the Chronopolis thing or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I, it uh, just seems to me like the ending of this movie could have been. I also think that there was possibly. Uh, an ending where they just stayed in the quantum realm and they didn't come home. That I, I figured that's what was happening. Like you're like, okay, that's that's it. That's that's, that's the a, end of the that's movie. That's a cool way to end. And you're like, now they got to deal with that. But yeah, um, Cassie, 
smart enough, I guess. Like, she saved. She saved the day. No, no biggie. We've been down to the quantum. Uh, yeah, the the quantum tunnel van is somewhere out there that they can use again. Like, sure, they'd be able to find him. Um, but like, let, let let the movie end and them have to like rescue them off screen or something. Um, I just think we changed the stakes. Like the the stakes changed. We were building up the new great bad guy. He's super imposing. We see him fight both physically, mentally, and using his technology. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's bested by fucking Ant-Man. It's, it's not, awesome. <laughs> you know, like... The so, original, uh, the OG Ant-Man. The OG Ant-Man, with sure. His, like, super... Not even just, like, the... Like, super... They went through a time dilation. The technocrat and, ants? Uh, they, they became, yes. like, an advanced race, more advanced than us. <laughs> <laughs> that that was wonderful, and that he's like the, the god king of these ants. Like that's that's excellent. Yeah, um, and and his look. You know, I also think the looks got better. I love that they went with the more classic hope, or the most more classic wasp hairdo, the more classic wasp oh, uh, suit design. I hated her hair. She looked terrible. Really? Oh. I thought she looked hot. I thought she looked good. Ugh. Um. The um. Uh, know what I love? The you don't wish you could. I, I won't. I won't say it. It's bad. Move on. <laughs> Go ahead. They um, when when they're when he jumps down and so he sees like all the versions of himself. Yes, the the probability storm. Yeah, that was so cool, and the fact that it it like manifested itself in looking like a bunch of ants. Like, yes, climbing together. I'm like that is so cool. That's such a a unique way of of doing it, and um. Yeah, that was cool, man. That definitely felt like Star Trek. That's the thing. So people kept saying that this movie goes Star Wars, and I think they're wrong. It's Star Trek. It's totally Star Trek. It's to we're on a weird world. We're only on one world. We're going to see lots of aliens. Mm -hmm. We're going to see lots of weird shit. It it did at times feel kind of Star Wars, but. That would I would only say that's because like probably like four or five of these creatures have shown up in Last Jedi and Mandalorian yeah. and whatever the fuck. Right. But that's not their fault, <laughs> right? Right. It's a, it was more of a right. Yeah. It's a time thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. So and so I, I agree with you. I think if they put the 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 Council of Kangs earlier in the movie, then. You can have your Loki and eat it too. That, well, that's and, also to accept. Like, our, I thought he was done on screen. Who? Loki. He was, was done being on the big screen. He can be on TV. Oh. So now he's going to be back on the on the movies. No, he's it's just teeing up his show. I don't. I I think he's coming back. He's gonna. He'll show up in fucking Kang Dynasty then. Because Tom Hilson doesn't age. Whatever he's doing. Neither does Paul Rudd. Paul, well, that's because Paul Rudd is like on that list of people who <laughs> like drink the adrenochrome from <laughs> like Glenn Beck and shit. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So, but but my point is like if you have Loki as one post credit scene, yes. then you can have a Michael Pena post credit scene because man, I just yeah, wanted he's missed. A, I just, he's missed. Like, like. It doesn't make sense why Cassie's parents aren't there. Like, that's dumb. In Bobby that, Carnavale. Bobby Carnavale and um, shit. What? What's uh, her face? 
One of the sisters. Oh, I know her name. It's going to bother me. Um, but, it, yeah, I mean, they could have just been like, they're on vacation. They should just need a throwaway line. Like, why can't they just have a throwaway line? Because, like, why doesn't um, Judy Greer? Um, yes, very good. Thanks, Wikipedia. Um, just because why doesn't she? Sh- they show up when she gets arrested or, like, how is she not? How are they? not? Or at, at least w- even a phone call. Or they're not at either family dinner. Like, yeah, it's that. So that's dumb. But at least like Michael Pena, like he was a critical character to the tone of these movies. And for it, like his like him not to be in the whole thing. I get it because they're in the quantum realm. Just throw him in a post credit scene and be like, hey, Scotty, what's up? Like, <laughs> yeah, he's nothing. Just like it doesn't even. Yeah, yeah it, it was definitely a missed opportunity to bring Ooh, back bring a back classic segment. Um, um, but the, the last thing I'll say, just to answer you from before. Yeah. The whole bit at the end with Scott as he's like narrating his stuff, he's questioning whether they won and whether that they did the right thing or, he, you know. So I, as much as I'm like, hey, that fucking Kang that got shrunk down into the weird Orby device, like maybe he's still out there, too, but the threat of all the Kangs could possibly be worse than the, the one Kang. And that's that's what's going to that's what's to come. Right. But if, if this is our time to really be introduced to a Kang proper, they gave us a, a nice version of a Kang after he's become the conqueror, but we have no idea where he comes from. So we, I guess we're assumed to learn that in Loki. I guess we're going to learn that in Loki. Cause if, if he only shows up at the end of season one, he's not really a part of it. He's sort of just like this looming threat. Whereas I think season two will probably be all about him. Uh, and then by the time we get to Kang dynasty, is it is what's the dynasty? Is it all the Kangs or is it one Kang's dynasty? Like, are we talking about one guy as a threat or is it all? Of them? Uh, that's a good point. The collective Kang. The royal Kang. The the royal Kang. The royal Kang. Yeah, man, I'm down to see it. I'll I'll go. Uh, I'll watch our I'll watch our boys and girls fight him up. I don't care who it is. I'm easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I I listen. I think this movie. In losing 20 minutes of the stuff we've talked about here tonight was a smart choice because it made for a fun ride. Mm. I understand the political react, the critical reaction to this movie saying that, you know, it's not, it's got a lot going on. They're right. Um, but I don't know. I, I liked it. And like, I think for me, the answer is yes, I'm okay with sacrificing and a movie being a standalone movie and having an individual plot, an individual takeaway, you can revisit over and over again. As long as I'm enjoying the characters. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, this is now television. <laughs> and I'm watching for the characters, not necessarily the spectacle anymore. Yeah, I mean, the spectacle is a, is a perk here because it is a, a big screen. Like it. Yeah, it, but we, it, but like it's so. But also, they've been breaking it down in different ways and changing it. And She-Hulk was a lot about that. Mm-hmm. You know, Daredevil will change how the MCU takes on action. Mm-hmm. That'll be important. I don't know. We'll see. Listen, it was a good movie. I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah. We have fucking Mandalorian coming out this week. Indeed we do. 
So we got to save our energy because we, we got to do Mandalorians we're, every we're week. Getting, for the next we're getting months. ready. We're getting ready for the marathon again. Uh, I hope. Listen, we'll talk about Last of Us, yeah. and also there's this great show where Pedro Pascal he takes this valuable young character, you know, hundreds, thousands of miles, uh, you know, as his bounty, as his ward, and uh, hilarity ensues. Let me tell you, it's, it's, it's such a funny show. It's such a funny show. It makes you cry. Uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, so that. Uh, and then we got Guardians 3. That's another Marvel. I was not excited until I saw that last trailer, and that last trailer got me. That last trailer got me back in. I when just, have <sighs> when have you heard me say that in the last five years? That's true. I'm not going to be okay. <laughs> You're going to be fucked up. I'm, I'm, these are your guys. You like these guys. I'm not going to be okay. My God. Fucking that little raccoon, baby. Oh. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, that's it. That's it. Frank, Uh, tell tell the people. So we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can please rate and review the podcast on any of those platforms. That would be fantastic. Please. Um, You you can uh, find us online. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LLH Podcast. Um, and you can find us on our website at www.longlostheroes.net. And you can email us at info at longlostheroes.net. Let us know what you thought of Quantumania. Welcome to Season 8. Uh, we've been doing the podcast for six years now. <sighs> wow. That's cool. Look at our, us. Our podcast could go to first grade. <laughs> <laughs> we could have nap time, but also... We have to color inside the lines now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. You can you can hang out and do circle time, but also there's now math. <laughs> okay, I'll let it go. Um, thank you. Thanks, Thanks everyone. Frank. We'll be back soon with uh, Mandalorian, Last of Us, and all that. Thanks. Bye. Bye.